Blog Talk Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the December edition of Poetry Super Highway Live. It's our monthly open reading, open to everyone in the known universe to call in and share your poetry with everyone listening and the billions of people who will listen in the future in the archived edition, even millions of years in the future when we're all dead and gone. Think about it. Isn't that exciting? My name is Rick Lupert. I'm the guy behind the Poetry Superhighway. Uh, glad to have you all listening. We've already got callers uh, waiting to be uh, waiting to share their poetry. Um, so here's how it works. If you want to call in and read your poetry, just call in on the call-in number, which is right there on your screen, 646-716-7362. I'll put you on the show, and you'll be able to read anything you want. We don't have any content or style restrictions. We just want to hear what it is that... Uh, that you'd like to share. I'll probably ask you a few questions about your local poetry community as well. So think about that if you've got anything to tell us about readings that you participate in, um, etc. We'd like to learn about it. And as a result, we'll all learn about all the stuff going on all over the world. Um, If we have time as well, I'd like to play a spoken word track. I just received a copy of Mike Daly's book, Alarm. Uh, Mike Daly is a poet... Uh, from the Northwest. I always forget if it's Portland or Seattle. I always get those two cities confused. Uh, I've never been to either. I'm sure they're distinctly different, but whenever I learn that someone is from one of those two places, I always immediately forget which one it is. So if you tell me that you're from Portland, um, I hear uh, either Portland or Seattle. Uh, It's just a it's something I'm working with with a team of psychiatrists and I hope to have it resolved soon. But uh, Mike Daly is um, an awesome spoken word artist and writer. He has a new novel out called Alarm, which is uh, both a novel and a double CD set. Uh, one of the CDs is live spoken word tracks, and the other is uh, recorded spoken word tracks. So a little bit later, I hope to play uh, a track from that. Um, and in the meantime, invite you to call in and listen. So we have a caller on the air right now from the 609 area code. Are you there? Hi, how you doing? I'm doing good. Who's this? It's Jen Ethington. How are you, Rick? Hey, Jennifer. How you doing? Doing okay. good. Great. Glad you could call in. So uh, you were just uh, recently a uh, Poet of the Week, am I right? Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> that was a nice yeah. surprise. My, my pleasure. Um, my pleasure. So um, where are you calling from? Oh, I'm in Lawrenceville. It's outside of Princeton, New Jersey. Oh, I was born in New Jersey. I have fond memories of it. Of course, I was one when I left, so they're 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 vague <laughs> fond memories. But uh, but I feel whenever anyone says the words New Jersey, I just I sort of feel special. <laughs> we are special, Rick. <laughs> cool. So uh, just um, before I let you read a poem, I w- want to mention a couple other things. If uh, anyone would like to let me know that you're planning on calling in so I could actually refer to you by name. There's a couple ways to do that. You can uh, you can instant message me. My my screen name is Rick Poet and just say, hey, I'm calling from this phone number. And then I, instead of referring to you as an area code, I'll, I'll actually say, hey, we've got so-and-so on the air. And uh, it'll just be that more special for all of us. Or you could also uh, participate in the chat room. If, you, if you're at the Blog Talk Radio page, uh, there's a there's a, a, a link that says chat available, and I'm right there in the chat room. You can you can say hi, you can let me know your phone number, and you can you can call in right from there as well. So Jennifer, uh, read us a poem. Okay. Um, well, this one's called the pub, and um, I know some of your poets like to give a little blurb ahead of time about the meaning behind the poem. I would rather not do that if that's okay, and um, hopefully let it speak for itself. So um, this is the pub. We must have looked strange as you led me through the crowd of young Yorkshire night owls. Did they know I was six years your senior? Could they tell that you were a lush? Or that I was stuck in a fantasy that had died long ago? No matter. In any case, they found us interesting. Maybe they knew I could do better. Oh, I got looks aplenty while we squeezed through that crowd. A tan and good teeth always succeed in the North Country, you know. Or maybe my naivete was showing as I nodded and handed you my last two quid to buy fags from the machine. You in your Che t-shirt, me in my cashmere sweater. 
both with snotty noses from the March wind and sleet. Bad enough you'd taken up with the whore while I had a diamond promise on my finger. Now, six years later, you weren't even man enough to sleep with me, even though your wife, my replacement, was fucking someone else. Alas, my Yorkshire prince turned into an alcoholic commie, and at that silent moment as I followed you into the bar, weaving through the crowd and to the cigarette machine, had anyone told me that six weeks later you'd be telling me to leave you alone and let you drink yourself to death, I'd have told him or her, well, no, wait, I'd have told him or her that it was I who was crazy, for somewhere deep inside me, the little girl who believed in soulmates had to grow up, and she knew that time had come when you asked me for yet another 10-pound note to get you through the week. I've cried myself to sleep many nights since, and I don't know which of my ghosts shames me more, the stupid girl who still believes in true love or the stupid yank who believed in you. Thanks. <laughs> you know, Jennifer, I've been I've been saying this uh, for every month. Like every, you know, I'm used to participating in, in live open readings, and there's always some kind of reaction after a poem. And I've been threatening to upload an applause sound effect, and you were the very first recipient of the applause sound effect. So, hooray! <laughs> Great poem. I I really enjoyed your poem uh, that you sent uh, also last week uh, for poet of the week, and I want to encourage anyone to. Uh, to log into Poetry Superhighway, click on the Past Poets uh, archive, and you can read your poem. Cerna, is it pronounced? Yeah, Cerna. Mm-hmm. Do you happen to have that one with you too? Um, if you'd like, I could pull that one up. Uh, yeah, we'd love to, we'd love to hear it. Yep, bear with me just a second. I'm sitting here in front of the old computer. Um, <laughs> no problem. And uh, let one. me just say, sure. Uh, you know, no one is obligated to explain their poems and no, no disclaimers are necessary either you know so you can explain your poem or not explain your poem or or whatever so it's it's all up to you we just we want to hear your poetry that's why we're here and if if we're confused by it uh well that's our own problem i guess <laughs> all right so we're going to hear okay cool we're going to hear another poem from Jennifer and i've got two other callers on the line um, who we're going to get to as well. And if we have time later, we will we'll get to the spoken word track from Mike Daly. And, of course, anyone listening is invited to call in and read poetry, the number 646-716-7362. So, Jennifer, it's all you. Here we go. Okay, this is Cerna. To leave the bottle uncapped would have been rude, and blood on the wall was inconsiderate enough. Even an immigrant with a rap sheet should make a good impression on his host. Pobrosito. It's not like he planned it. The day started normal. Nothing went south till 9.30. It was almost Christmas, and going back inside wasn't in his plans. The deputy took two to the stomach for doing his job, what he'd been trained to do. For a year now he'd done it, with no probs to report. Nary an incident to tell the wife about. But today the foreigner was done. A Guatemalan can get lost in the big empire and prison ain't pretty right before Christmas. And the world is less frightening when you carry a 45. And the deputy had shit timing and didn't run fast enough. Took two to the stomach and the immigrant was fucked. But nobody shook him. He had a chance to nail them in the car. Could have fucking gone out with a bang, ha, because nobody shook him. But that would be rude. The detective was nice. It was spring water, you know, not that paper cup bullshit. But nobody shook Cerna, and it was almost Christmas. Still, only a bad mother would shoot his interrogator. But he was tired, and he knew he was fucked, and his head hurt pretty bad, and now he'd shot a cop, and nobody shook him. So at 10.47, the shit hit the fan, and the Duramater hit the wall. And as the Guatemalan's gushing cranium tipped to the left, and the guttural gurgling said what he couldn't, the cap sat on the water bottle, back on the table because you can't grip when your brains are blown out and blood is pouring from your ear. Now everyone at home can be proud because he's famous. He's in the what not to do videos and a favorite email attachment with a caption like, get a load of this. Love that ending. Oh. <clears throat> that, that was cool. I actually got to follow along by, uh, by looking at the past Poet of the Week page. Um, cool. So I was sort of double again. I should mention, uh, after you read your last poem, someone in the chat room on um, the Blog Talk Radio page, someone known as Guest380 
said, that was awesome, Jen, and uh, typed in some claps as well. So, Oh, hurrah. Yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got some live props from not just me as well. You know, in the chat room, uh, there's a lot of people whose first name seems to be guest. You're, you're welcome to put in your first name if you want. There's, you know, no one is going to be, uh, you know, arrested or anything uh, for doing that. Jen, before I let you go, do you participate in, uh, in readings in, in Jersey? No, in fact, um, I listened to November's um, open reading just the other day and started, as a result of that, started looking online to find open readings in New Jersey, and I could not find anything, and I was so disappointed because, you know, I kind of got psyched to go and do it, but apparently New York or Philly is the way to go when you live in Jersey. Probably for a lot of things uh, besides yeah. that. <laughs> Sadly, <laughs> yes. Um, so, well, that's interesting. Well, if anyone listening knows anything about readings in New Jersey and, and you live, again, in the Lawrenceville area, uh, you know, please uh, either call in or send me an email or an instant message and we'll try to get that info out. Uh, there's got to be something, you know. I, I, I have a feeling that, you know, perhaps not everyone is is – as adept at getting info online as, as they could be. But I, I know there's readings within a stone's throw of everywhere, so I'm sure that there's there's something you can participate in. And you, and you read your stuff really well, so you'd be a natural okay. in front of in front of live people as well. I, I am actually live, for that matter, <laughs> I'd like to mention. Uh, but uh, So cool. Thanks for calling in, Jennifer. Thank you, Rick. And thanks a lot for uh, sending work in uh, for uh, Poet of the Week as well. Do you have a website or anything people could check out or any other poetry online? I don't yet. I've actually given thought to doing that now that I've started putting my stuff out there to share. So pretty soon I might actually have a site up, and then I'll let you know. <laughs> okay, cool. We'll definitely send, you know, submit it to the uh, link ad request on the Poetry Superhighway, and we'll let, we'll let everyone know about it. All right. All right. Uh, that, thanks a lot, Jen. That was uh, Jen Ethington from Lawrenceville, New Jersey. And um, next on the line, we have a caller from the 705 area code. Are you there? I'm here, Rick. How are you today? I'm doing good. Who am I talking to? Uh, Alex Jorney, sir. Oh, hi, Alex. How are you thanks doing for, today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Oh, uh, good, Rick. And where are you calling from? Uh, Sault Ste. Marie. Oh, cool. Great. Well, um, and you have something to uh, read? Sure do. It's, um, it has some Christmas connotations in this one, Rick. Okay. It's called Glowing Candles. And it goes like this. Once more, daylight starts to shorten in early November. We notice greater change as we're touched by white fluffy pillows. Falling freely in abundance. From this, trees are transformed as are our inner workings, which are softened by smooth cushions that seem to blanket the ground, causing children to make snowmen, loosening strings on our behavior, enabling us to create snow angels. Funny how we don't seem to mind the cold and its side effects. With the onset of such weather, we can't wait to get outside. We bundle up quite snugly to ride on the toboggan. As it races down a hill, we're warmed by the atmosphere. Sure, we have to shovel. At times, snow piles up. This season, unlike all others, brings out the best in people. There is the added courtesy looking out for those less fortunate. When sharing's a popular idea, when little ones learn true values. As we begin our ascent towards one fateful day, let us not forget all that led us here in the first place. We are, first and foremost, lights that are linked together, like stars in the universe, like trees in the forest. In this life, we build bridges to span through lifetimes, to expand on endearing moments, to accentuate glowing candles. Mm. I wasn't quick enough to get to the applause button, but it's implied, uh, Alex. So, you, know, you called in uh, last month, didn't you? I sure did. Yeah, I, I recognized your voice after you started talking. I, I should have just recognized your name, but um, I'm not that smart. You've got to give yourself more credit, Rick. <laughs> cool. So um, any, anything new to report since, uh, uh, in, the, in your poetry world since you, you spoke with us last month? 
Uh, I've got uh, something I had published in in a journal in England actually uh, early this month, and it's uh, it's on a Reiki website in in England, and I'm just waiting to get the journal from them and. They actually asked for some kind of photography with that, so I was able to uh, email them a couple of really cool spiritual pictures to go with the uh, the uh, the poem that they published. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, the the journal that I had talked to you about from the university, I've submitted into them also, and I'm looking forward to hearing back from them. So a little bit here and there is going on. Cool. Well, that's great. Well, I really. What's the name of the journal in in England? Um, it's it's. I'm not quite sure, Rick. They uh, the girl has to get back to me. She's going to mail me the uh, copy of the journal, and I can actually email it to you if you'd like later on. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, you know, and maybe we'll mention it later later on the air. Especially if there's a website, you know, I'd love to give that stuff out so people can. Check stuff out live as we are, uh, as we're talking. It's interesting, you know. I get a lot of submissions for Poetry Superhighway from from all over the world, including England, and I've published my share of United Kingdom uh, poets, etc. And sometimes I don't know if you know. Most of the people who participate in the Poetry Superhighway are American, and and sometimes you know you can almost tell in 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 the style of writing or the way that the language is used that that people are. Are not from an American English sensibility when they when they write when they write in. I, I'm wondering if do you do you get exposed to a lot of English poets or have you read this journal that you're submitting to? Do you notice a stylistic difference at all? You know, I, I just found them uh, online one day under uh, my you know searching on the Reiki website stuff throughout the world, and I just happened to uh, see that they had an actual journal that they were running and they were looking for submissions and I just sent a couple in and the girl, she emailed me back and um, she was really interested. So, And she hadn't had, surprisingly, many people from out of England um, submitting it to her. And I thought, boy, that's great because my mom was born in England so it gives me a little bit more exposure in that um, arena, I guess, or whatever that you're looking for. So... Uh, it was really cool. Well, you can tell your mom's from England when you say the word mum instead of mom or whatever. But, you know, it's not a surprise to me. It, you know, it's I, I think when you start a publication, the, the first people that you can publicize it to is your own circle. I and mean, certainly when I started Poetry Superhighway 10 years ago, you know, I had a, a, you know, a rather small list of emails of people, most of whom from the L.A. area, and those are the first people who I who I told about it, and then, you know, it got on the net, and it got out to, you know, I started publicizing it on other sites, and, and eventually, um, eventually it, uh, you know, it got out to other places, and, and the internet expanded, and so, I mean, you start with what you know, you know what I'm saying, and it, ev- it eventually virally spreads out there, much, much quicker these days, I think, but I, I don't think it's surprising that that, that that happened in that way. Oh, no, it just naturally evolves. I mean, something has a life of its own, and it just uh, it just goes like a bad weed. You know what I mean? It just goes like the air currents in the world, and what, what ends up going up here in a smokestack ends up being somewhere else's, somebody else's garbage somewhere else in, in uh, Russia or something, and what they put up in the air ends up coming over here in North America. You know what I mean? Uh, right. It's a very, very small world we live in nowadays, Rick. It's a very small world. No doubt. Well, hopefully that that small world sensibility will will you know increase to to all the various conflicts and such which we have, which uh, you know seem more and more ridiculous as uh, as as the world does get smaller and smaller. Well, I tell you one thing that I was impressed with the other day with uh, the uh, that new conference that was going on in Bali, Indonesia, for the last two weeks, that uh, Canada would not sign on to their. Uh, their targets or whatever for meeting uh, um, for for all of these CO2 gases and stuff like that. They said not unless all the other major superpowers agree to at least listen and get consensus with this. And on Saturday, yesterday, on the last day, they took an extra day, the Americans actually in their grand wisdom, knowing that George Bush is going out next year, they said, oh, we think... 
to a limited degree that we can give you consensus on that and we will try to work with this in the future. And people, they were just shocked. They said, come on, you mean that you're looking at the future, that you know what's going to happen with all the icebergs melting and everything like that and you don't want to go underwater? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just an amazing about face. It was all in the media. It was incredible. Underwater is, is very overrated, I'd say, in terms of a living situation. Um, and unless you're a dolphin or unless you're uh, some kind of sea creature, it's very underrated. <laughs> no doubt. Well, Alex, thanks for calling in again this week and definitely call in in the future. And uh, best of luck to you with that new publication. Thank you. All right. Take it easy. Take care. Merry Christmas. Yeah, was, and you too. That was Alex Cherney um, uh, calling in again. Our first repeat caller on Poetry Superhighway Live. Very exciting. It's 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 uh, it's just nothing but discovery as we go on. Um, all right, so we've got some more callers on the line who we're going to get to uh, shortly. And if you would like to call in and share your poetry, again, the number is 646-716-7362. I'm happy to refer to you by your area code, but if you, if you want to send me an instant message or... Uh, at Rick Poet uh, on AOL Instant Message on AIM or iChat or whatever, or or let me know in the chat room who you are. I'm happy to actually uh, refer to you by who you actually are as well. So either way is fine with me. Just happy to have you calling in and, and reading your poetry. So we have a caller now from the 860 area code. Hello. Uh, hi, Rick. Hi. Who, who am I talking How to? How are you? I'm good, thanks. Are you there? This is Pat Fargnoli. Um, this, this is who? Pat Fargnoli. Oh, Pat. From okay, Walpole, New Hampshire. Walpole, New Hampshire. Right. Okay. Um, and I'm going to read a poem that's the title of my last book. And it's called Duties of the Spirit. And um, it starts with an epigram from a letter that Thornton Wilder wrote to Paul Stephenson in 1930. And the epigram is, One of the duties of the spirit is joy, and another is serenity. Duties of the spirit. If the first is joy, the rumba at sunrise, a three-note whistle in the sugar maple, and the second is serenity, a chair by a quiet window, the wind fading down the hill at sleep. Then the third must be grief, rock tight, then loosening like scarves, the wind takes across the ocean, while on the shore, the shell's empty houses lie scattered. And if the first is in the brief seconds, which are all we can keep of happiness, and if the second waits alone, in the hour where the pond smooths out its surface unbroken and the moon in it. Then the third, which is grief, comes again and again, longer and more than we wanted or ever wished for, to wash us clean with its salt water, to empty our throats and fill them again with blood root song. And if the first duty of the spirit is leaping joy and the second the slow stroll of serenity, then grief, the third, comes bending on his walking stick, holding a trowel to dig where the loves have gone. And he weighs down your shoulders, ties a rawhide necklace hung with a stone around your neck and hangs on and on. But the first is slippery joy. Mm. Well done, Pat. Thank you very much for sharing that. Tell me the name of your book again. It's called Duties of the Spirit, same as the title poem, and it's Tupelo Press. Tupelo? Yeah. Cool, and it's available. Anyone can pick it up, uh, Amazon, etc.? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it Great. Is. So, you said you're from uh, Walpole, New Hampshire. I'm from Walpole, New Hampshire, and I'm the New Hampshire Poet Laureate. Are you really? Oh, wow. Well, I had no idea we... Uh, yeah. Um, I was named Poet Laureate um, a year ago last winter, so I'm into my second year, and I have another year to go. That's great. So what, what are your duties as Poet Laureate? You know... But there aren't any official duties. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. They uh, leave it up to every person who's poet laureate to 
design their own job. Um, but there's kind of a pressure to um, to do something to promote poetry in the state and to kind of be a voice for poetry in the state. So um, I've done a couple of things. One was last year I set up a, a children's poetry day in the libraries for eight, the second the second Saturday in April, and we went into 43 libraries in the state, so a whole bunch of volunteers, and put on programs for kids. And um, the other thing I did was set up a link to the Arts Council website to showcase other New Hampshire poets, because New Hampshire has a lot of really, really wonderful poets. And so um, every two weeks, I feature another New Hampshire poet on the website. So that's been really exciting. And I've been doing readings around the state and occasionally workshops and stuff. That's great. You know, I'm 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 uh, nominally familiar with the California Poet Laureate Program because I nominated, uh, I participated in the nomination process by nominating a poet uh, the last time it came up, and um, you know, I, I think it's very similar in that there isn't a, you know, a set program that you know of responsibilities, but it's really up to you to kind of create a program and promote poetry, you know, using basically your own agenda. And I guess also the benefits to that. To you, you know, is that you you probably get asked to do some more readings, and you have the chance to really do some work on your own poetry and expose it to some more people as well. Yeah, I I think that it does give you a chance to expose your poetry to more people. I I see my responsibility mainly though as exposing other people's poetry. You know, get, getting other people a, a platform. I'm I'm not real good with PR myself. Um, but but you do get asked to read places and and I think because you're because you're the poet laureate um, and so that's kind of nice it's it's really special. Who's the California poet laureate? Who is it? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I've I've forgotten uh, myself. Um, but it it wasn't the guy who I nominated. I can tell you that. I'm gonna look at my <laughs> when when we. Um, um, well, that's too bad. <laughs> No, I mean it's it's uh, it's oh you know I'm sorry it's I it just came back it's Al Young and I remember that because uh, um, I think it was last month or the month month before there was another blog talk radio show um, uh, on 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 a different poetry network on Onward um, they were actually interviewing Cal California poet laureate Al Young at the same time as we had one of our last open readings and I made a point of mentioning that people should go back and listen to that show in the uh, in the archive. In fact, it's still there on 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 the Onward Poetry Network, which is a blogtalkradio.com/onward. O n w o r d. And they have all kinds of great programs. On, and and in fact, that that network was the inspiration for me creating the the PSH Live Network as as well. And they have just you know several shows a week, um, and it's well worth you you all checking out. So. Um, I wanted to, you know, I just, while, while we're chatting, uh, in case anyone wants to read more about Pat, um, you can check out the uh, New Hampshire State Council on the Arts uh, website, which is, yes. um, um, it's www.nh.gov slash nharts. And then if you want to get specifically to the Poet Laureate page, you add a slash arts and artists slash poet laureate and there's a there's a there's a picture of Pat there and there's there's all kinds of information about the poet laureate program, etc. And also if anyone is interested in the middle of, of that page that's about me, there's a link to the New Hampshire Poet Showcase that I was talking about and um, the featured poet up there right now is Maura O'Neill, but at the bottom of the page all of the past ones are archived with their with with their bio and a photo and a poem that they've chosen to present and a paragraph about how that poem came to get to become written. So it's it's really interesting to go to that site. And you know, Rick, I want to thank you for all that you've done for poetry. I've been um, reading Poetry Superhighway and and kind of keeping up to date with what's going on in your world. So that's really nice. Thanks. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, it, do you have another uh, maybe short poem you want to share with us? Um, okay, hold on. Let me find you one quick. All right, while you're doing that, I just want to mention we, we've got other callers on the line. We've got someone from the 205 
area code, someone from the 773, we're going to get to both of you. If anyone else would like to call in, the number is 646-716-7362. When you do call in, you're automatically connected to the show. That is, you're not on the air, but you'll hear the show on your phone. And I take the calls in the order that they're received. So if you're on hold for a while, just understand that there's uh, calls uh, calls ahead of you, and I definitely will, will try to get to to everyone. So um, and just uh, you know, last month was the first month we didn't get to everyone. I had callers on the line from the very beginning, right from when I started talking, uh, and I, I didn't get to the last caller. Um, and uh, I, I guess may every show be as successful as that, but we're going to do our best to get to to everyone. So Pat. Okay, here's here's one called um, a quotidian poem. And quotidian, in case anyone out there doesn't know, just means the the, the things that happen during a day. Qu- quotidian poem. When I heard the bombing had begun, I drove down to Keene and bought a three times magnifying glass, a sketchbook, and drawing pencils. Then I went out behind the apartments to snap off seed pods, weeds I could not name, and a couple of brittle leaves. I saved the afternoon by studying edges of petals, seeds, the marvelous veins, by sketching them. On the page I wrote, Unknown Weeds, 10701, found on the day we began bombing in the patch between Applewood and the Historical Museum. Then I made a pot of soup out of black-eyed peas and a ham bone I'd frozen from Easter. I threw in onions, garlic, parsley, cumin, a couple of tomatoes, whatever made sense, enough for an army. I just want to keep you feel comfortable, and, and so you know that there's people listening. So I, I you know, arrange. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, well done, Pat. Thank you again for calling in. Uh, what an honor to have a poet laureate calling in. It's funny, you know, in the in the last edition of of the Poetry Superhighway, one of the links was to the uh, one of the new links I added this week was to the uh, United States Poet Laureate timeline. So you can uh, click on that and and see, you know, the entire history of the. United States Poet Laureate Poet Oh, Laureate. great, great. Thank you. Thanks, thanks again. I'll listen to the rest. <laughs> All right, bye, Pat. Bye-bye. All right, that was uh, Patricia Fargnoli. She's the Poet Laureate of New Hampshire. How cool um, to have her calling in. And again, you can check out more about the New Hampshire Poet Laureate Program by going to www.nh.gov slash nharts slash arts and artists. And uh, right there, there's a link to the Poet Laureate Program and other things going on uh, in New Hampshire. So call in and read your work, uh, 646-716-7362. If you feel like letting me know who you are in advance so I can refer to you by name, that'd be great. Um, Just to go into the chat room available on the Blog Talk Radio page and and say, hey, this is my uh, area code, and I'll I'll introduce you that way, um, or send me an instant message Rick Poet on AIM. We have uh, a caller from the 205 area code. Um, hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Uh, Michael from the area code 205. Great. Michael, hello. where are you calling from? Uh, Rick, this is Michael Verga. Congratulations on 10 years of Poetry Superhighway. Thank I'm you very much. I'm calling from Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, I've been a contributor to the, uh, the annual Holocaust issue uh, a few times now. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's um, as many of you know, we publish a um, an annual Yom Hashoah Holocaust Remembrance Day issue. We put as many poets as we can in that issue, um, and that'll you know we'll be again doing that this year as well. And thank you very much for participating in that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it exists and that it offers a um, a place for poems uh, in remembrance of the Holocaust. And in a future date. Um, Perhaps I'll read one of those. Uh, today I'm real jazzed up to read some Christmas poetry. Hello? Please, go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> Ezra Pound said, make it new. And when you think of Christmas colors, I don't know how many of us would think of the color black. This is called Black Santa. Once, from within the womb of the wind, a global man like him arrives among men in any kind of climate absorbs all the colors in a bottomless bag, carries them on his shoulders fearlessly enchanted when he last 
at the world he makes it a wonderland under the same sun very nice so why black santa why black santa well how the point generated came about was uh, we usually think of white red snow white and red and green and gold and silver tinsel but the color black is receptive it absorbs all the colors the uh, the democracy of it and that's how the point started black santa that's interesting you know when it, it, um i went in a different direction but i'm glad to hear your uh your explanation you know, it, it occurs to me that you know our our cultural icons are sort of informed by the culture that we we come from so you know of course in American uh, America or, or white culture, I, I guess. If it, I, don't, I hope that's not an offensive term to to anyone, because uh, I, I certainly acknowledge the the melting pot or or, or, or salad bowl of, of of the United States. But you know, uh, Santa became a you know kind of a, a Caucasian icon. But you know, or 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 religious icons for that matter. I don't mean to uh, imply any belief system of myself or anyone else. But Jesus, of course, is is a white guy in most uh, in, in most cultures, but but probably from the culture that he came from, that that wasn't the case. I mean, the Middle East is you know you know a, a different color, and, and 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 culture began with with a different set of people, but it it just sort of develops that way as we we present to to our own culture you know a, a familiar a tone, uh, I guess. Well, actually, uh, it's really not, and sometimes I'll introduce it, that it's not a racial term there. Uh, in fact, I think melting pot is the idea of black absorbing, being receptive to all the colors and all the cultures. That's why the line in any kind of climate. And, um, but, uh, <clears throat> but I appreciate you sharing that, you know, your interpretation, too, and your perceptive, uh, perception of it, point of view. Cool, so, Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I was I I I went in a different direction in my own, but that's that's one of the neat things about actually getting to talk to to poets. I mean, how many times do you do you read a poem and and you know by an artist you've never heard, and and then you know you think you might know what it means, but then you might read an interview and and learn something completely different or hear hear the person live. So it's 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 one of the the cool things about the the art form, I suppose, or I suppose any art form. We we we, ha- we all have our own interpretations of what what folks mean and in fact uh, we wait one more thing you know we had an interview with poet violet monday on uh, on friday which anyone can listen to in the archive and she made a point of you know the, the person interviewing she was really interested in hearing and what the interviews interpretation of her poems were and she was a little reticent to, to almost share her interpretation uh you know i i guess the idea is that when you put art out there it's, it's sort of open for anyone to to take it and run with it. I did, and I interrupted you earlier, Michael. So I, please go but, ahead. No, no, that's a, that's uh, I, I, that's always. I think that's going to be expected of art. That uh, it's not one dimensional; it's multi dimensional, and each reader brings to um, their perception and their frame of reference, and, uh, and and that's that's the nature of art. Exactly. So, M- Michael, do, do you um, do you have a website or anything people could check out? Or where could people a, learn more? I don't have a website. I'm kind of uh, uh, I'm kind of I just publish here and there. Like I'm uh, in your archives for the uh, the Holocaust Remembrance Session. Uh, there's a online journal called Sterling S T I R R I N G Sterling. They're monthly. Uh, right. In the previous issue of that. Uh, but I don't have a blog or a website. Now, the poem that I just read in 2002, it was included in the Sojourn. The Sojourn is Sanford's literary magazine. Sanford University is a university here in Birmingham, Alabama, and I'm affiliated uh, with them. And um, it was included in the 2002 issue, uh, and the 2007 fall issue was just released last week. Maybe a time from is permitting. I'll read uh, my poem currently, Christmas poem that's currently in this fall issue. Uh, well, uh, let's see. Um, I'm, I've got three other callers on the line, so I want to make sure to get to everyone um, and, and not have to cut anyone off. So I, I definitely invite you to, to call back and, and, and read more. I, I love stirring. Uh, um, uh, it's sundress.net slash stirring. And actually, the concept behind sundress.net is it's, it's you know, a collective of, of different 
online journals and, and things that, uh, that uh, uh, gosh, I forget her last name, but Erin puts together. And, and it's one of my favorite uh, online spots for, for all kinds of different poetry. So I, I actually recall uh, seeing you in Stirring for that matter. I've been in it myself, so it's a wonderful publication. Uh, so, Michael, thank you so much for calling in. Okay, and may I close with one real short one? Oh, sure, go ahead. Okay, uh, everyone talks about Christmas Eve. To me, it's the eve of the eve where there's that really high charge of energy. And then I'll bid you goodbye with this and Happy New Year. On the eve of the eve, every one moving on the same wave length like a string of multicolor lights. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Rick. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take Steve. That's fine. Um, thank you, Michael, for calling in. Um, I appreciate it, and uh, I look forward to your submission uh, to the next issue of the of the Holocaust, uh, uh, the Yom HaShoah issue, if, if you choose to submit. Um, that was uh, Michael Verga from Birmingham, Alabama. Um, the phone lines are open. I've, I've got four uh, callers on the line. Um, in this order, just so you know if you're listening, we've got area code 773 Five seven five five seven three and three one zero, and I'm going to try to get to all of you in the 15 minutes that we have left. So, hello, caller from the seven seven three area code. Hi, this is Donna Pecor, your poet of the week. Oh, hey, Donna, welcome. Good to have you. Hi. Um, thank, thank you. I was so excited when I saw my my poem was chosen. Um, thank you, Rick. It was an uh, honor to be part of all your. You got some great poetry up there all the time. Um, I you're, um, you're part of it. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> anyway, um, would you want me to read that poem or? Uh, you know, it's go? it's totally your call. I love that poem, "A Crib Death," that you have online this week. I, I love that, but anyone can read it online. So if if you're into that and you want to read it, that's great. But if you want to read something else, that's great too. Well, I have one. I it's um. Can I talk about poop? Can you talk can about I, oh, poop? poop? Sure, sure. Yeah. We we it's prefer called, that you talk about poop. <laughs> <laughs> it's called clean a poop. And okay. uh, read my bio. I'm taking care of my mom, so this one, and I have a dog, and so this is all kind of inspired there of my life. Clean okay. Poop. Well, today started out like any other day of the week. I continue to earn my titles tis over all over again. I am the poop princess, queen of shit, must mistress of muck. The Dowager of Dung, Captain of Crap, Defecator's Top Dog, Sovereign of Stool, Master of Odeur, Head, Shithead, and Finders of Feces. Don't even say I'm exaggerating, not one bit. I spend hours in the backyard before the yard men come just to make sure the poops pick up. I got a fork on a stick with sharpened hangs that hooks, poops, and dumps it to shit, filling a paint bucket five gallons almost full, just about ten or eight inches from the top. Finishing that, at least for today, I enter the house where the odor of odor fills my olfactory system. What did I do but step on a turd? One that I must have somehow missed. It clings to natural hairs as I scrub the recesses that belong to the bottom threads of my soul. I open the door, my job well done, I breathe fresh air. Before rank stank of my pooch's poop would have wafted through the back door, but that is not why I lay this claim to my caca crown. Walking upstairs to check on Mom again. Dookie thinks that fills the air. Mom is muttering shit on a shingle, shit all over. Shit, shit, shit. Tell her. It's okay. I will fix the shit, Mom. Maneuver to the louvre. She has left more than skid marks for me inside her disposables. Her white pull-up undies are filled with a witch warm poop present just for me. Believe me, no one else in my family wants this gift of gag. Holding my nose, I rip the sides and whip it out from between her legs. A white plastic bag awaits the majority of this BMS grocery bag tied tight or else it might heave from the stinky stench. I take a deep breath and return to her rear. TP to the rescue. I wipe the crevices and canyons of her aged posterior. With a shot of barbasol and a warm wet washcloth, I remove the residual muck, becoming more familiar with her rear than my own. A few wet wipes to freshen her Lincoln log laying booty, and voila, she's done. Up one foot fits them the other, making sure they are in their prospective openings. Up goes the pull-up, and then up one more foot, fits into one pant leg, and again the other. Somehow her shoe comes with, and oops, sometimes some more Hershey squirts that I have to start all over, or else she just let loose some poof perfume. I ignore this bomb and continue. 
and sometimes her foot must be placed within the shoe between each up one because she does not want her feet to touch the tile. Oh, shit. Oh, this daily dookie duty has become a way for me to show my love to this woman who has been so hard to love. She thanks me, and I think of all the shit I put her through, but she starts muttering again about shit on a single, about shit all over. I discern that her ancient bowels have decided to rebel, like I once did, to whatever was in that last meal. Damn, and I clean her ass again. Mom is ready for bed. I lift her legs upon a safety pad in case the pull-ups don't make it through the night, and she makes a mess. She thanks me, places her shoes where she can find them, between the walker's legs so her feet don't have to touch the floorboards. I tease her about the daily dumps, her excretements, gold nuggets. We laugh. I kiss her and say goodnight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. I, too, turn in, but the aroma of the days remains hang upon my skin. Imagine the time when my Uncle Pep said, pull my finger. My hand I scrub and sterilize and scrub again, but I don't remove myself in post-coronation. I am the diva dookie, cannon and crap, the queen of poop. Well, <laughs> I mean, that was... um. That was uh, that was the that was the song of myself of poop poems. I mean that was that was epic. <laughs> Donna, I I don't know that I, I've ever uh, experienced so many different ways to uh, refer to that. You know, I'm just glad I'm on the West Coast where I've still got several hours for dinner, so I I, I can't sort of forget about that for a while. All of you guys listening on the East Coast, I, I'm so sorry. You may want to have a late dinner or something. But uh, I hope you have a sense of humor. Have a sense of humor. Someone in the chat room is saying, "So shit happens," <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and have and happens some more. So cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, uh, and you know, I, I, well, it, it's good to have a sense of humor about that. But you know, you're doing you're doing work that that no one wants to do, and it's. It, I, I suppose if you you remember your time as a as a baby. What what comes around goes around. Certainly, your mom uh, uh, did her share for you. Yes, she did, and that's why you know poetry <coughs> saved my life. And that's how you know I I talked about all different kinds of things. God bless you. Um, you know, in my poetry, that's one of the reasons I don't. I leave nothing. Nothing is sacred for me not to talk about. You know, in poetry because it saved my life. I. Um, it, I turned from uh, active alcoholic drug addict to um, I, now I have my degree and um, a whole different life and a whole different perspective on life because po- I found poetry in a bar, a place called Weeds, and um, it just changed my whole life. And that's why no topic to me is untouchable. You know, that's, that's great. So, I mean. Great. So really quickly, I, do you have a website or anything anyone can check out? Um at the at the moment, no. You can um, find me all over the web in different places. If you, um, um, I just googled myself down at Pcor, um, and on Google, and I found myself at like a dozens of spots. I found I was surprised. ChicagoPoetry.com. It has me. Um, the um, the solitary clover has me. Um, I'm here and there. So um, okay. you can check me out there, and we do have a book that I I edited and, and contributed uh, called Word Curves, and um, it can be found at um, lulu.com, you know, and it would help Great. support the Columbia College Poetry and Round organization. Cool. Well, Donna, thank you so much for calling in. I want to get to my other callers and see if okay. I can get everyone in this hour. Um, I, you too. Um, that was a okay. Donna Pacor from uh, Chicago area. Um, she... Uh, read an epic poop poem. You can also see her uh, poem, Crib Death. She's one of the poets of the week this week on the Poetry Superhighway, um, just at poetrysuperhighway.com. Um, thanks again for calling in. Um, right now, I believe we have Beezy on the line. Hello, Beezy. Hello? Hello. Hi. Is this Beezy? Yes, this is. That's Beezy. <laughs> and what's, uh, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Okay. And, and, uh, let's hear your poem. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Girl, shake that booty me. I'm up in this thing. Come and hang with me. I'm your H balloon and drink champagne with me. Take a bubble bath. Come and switch lanes with me. I'm the number one stunner. Let me see what you got. I'm the ball around town. Let me see how you pop. I'm your girl best friend. Let me see how you hop. Put that thing in the air. 
Let me see you make it drop. Girl, B double O T Y M E A T, you know it's that booty meat. I got a car full of girls and we making a creep. SBZ up in this thing, putting shoddy to sleep. I'm ready for whatever, if you know what I mean. Come her, little shoddy, you, that booty meat queen. Booty meat in my face, even when I be talking, all the girls love me and they straight up be stalking. Girl, well, I guess it's my time. About to steal the show, SBZ 2008, and you already know. I'm about to hit the spot, and I'm ready to go. Whole bunch of fine girls, they form head to toe. I'm your H-Boom Coon, like I said before. Let me see you turn around just like a pro. Shake it for me, shoddy, till you can't no mo. You a man's best friend, I'm just letting you know. Shake that booty meat. Thank you. Easy, thank you. So it's um, do you? It sounds like you you've you um, you might participate in readings in the Atlanta area. Yes. Um, what's your what's your favorite spot? Um, well, I I go. My friend has um, a poetry reading at his house every every other Friday. Mm-hmm. And um, we we pretty much go over there. <coughs> is it like open to the public? I mean, can you tell people about it in case anyone else is listening and they want to check it out? Oh well, there's. Um, I don't really want to give his address. I know there's an underground cafe in the mall. Okay. Um, the the Bankhead Mall. It's it's a pretty big mall, out there, and you can go to that. And I like to read there too. Cool. Well, um, uh, great. Um, thanks a lot for uh for calling in. Do you is do you have a website or anything, or where can people check out more of your work? Oh, uh, dot com. That's S-O-U-L-J-A-B-O-Y-T-E-L-L-E-M.com. Cool. And is that linked on the Poetry Superhighway? Excuse me? Do you have a link on the Poetry Superhighway for that site? Oh, um, like in well, the map No, no, like we, we, we have links to lots of other poetry sites online. So, um, you know, okay. if... Anyone right. can click on add your link here and like say you have a website, you can you can fill out the form and not only will I add a link to it in our link sections, but it, it'll go out to all the the four thousand people on the Poetry Superhighway email list that week that it gets added. So uh oh. just, you know <laughs> so okay. you should check that out. Go to poetrysuperhighway.com, click on add your link here and uh, you can you can add that and, and everyone will know about it. All right, I'll definitely do that. Cool, Beezy. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing your poem. No problem. Anytime. Call in again, all right? I surely will. All right, take it easy. You too. That was uh, Beezy from Atlanta, Georgia, reading his poem. I have a one more caller on the line from the 573 area code. Going to get to you in just a second. There was a 310 uh, caller right after that, but uh, you've got disconnected. So call back, and we're going to try to squeeze you in this hour. Um, with the few minutes that we have left, um, the number is 646-716-7362. Um, Alex, uh, w- uh, who called in earlier, was talking about the publication that he was published on in England, and he just emailed me the um, the uh, web address. So I wanted to give it to you. Um, the magazine is called Touch, and the uh, website address is www. ReikiAssociation.org.uk. Reiki is spelled R-E-I-K-I, and then the word association, uh, just as it's uh, normally spelled out there in the world, those of you who spend your time spelling the word association. All right, so on the air right now, we have a caller from the 573 area code. Hello. 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 Who is this? Um, This is Arthur Johnson. Hi, Arthur. Where are you calling from? Um, the mean streets of Oklahoma. The mean streets of Oklahoma. Yes, sir. <clears throat> cool. Um, yeah. How how mean are they? You have to be uh, safe when you're walking out there uh, during the day? Yeah, there's it's, it's a lot of gangsters out here. I got jacked um, about nine times. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, do me a favor. Do us all a favor. Stay inside. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right, uh, let's hear... I have hear three your... comments. Um, okay. SBZ, he's a fraud and he's a fake. The poem he just read was a rap song by a rapper named Soldier Boy. 
I'm just letting you okay. know that. And the poop girl is a fucking retard. She has Down syndrome. That was dumb as hell. And um, the person from Santa, he's a racist bastard. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> that's great. Well, listen, um, uh, I, I disagree with with your other two comments. I, I don't know if if the if the poem was a uh, was a, a ripoff of a rap artist. Um, it was. It I was, told your boy, tell him. He's okay, a rapper. In, it, in terms of calling someone a, a retard because you didn't like their poem, I I, I just. That's not cool, and and I'm not really interested in, uh, uh, you know, that kind of comment here. I mean, our poetry superhighway is is open to anyone who wants to share their poetry, and if you don't like it, you don't like it. That's great, but um, you know, to call someone a name like that is just—it's uh, not what we're about. Poetry superhighway is about exposing as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible, and if you go to the poetry superhighway. Um, you will see all kinds of poems by all kinds of different people, um, many different styles, and you know some styles you might like, some styles you might love, and some you might just just hate. But um, there's there's no room for hate on the poetry superhighway. So I'm going to move on to the next uh, caller. We've got someone from the 575 area code. Are you there? Hello. Yeah. Hello. Um. Hi. Hi, who am I talking to? Uh, James. Hi, James. Where are you from? Um, Neverland. I live right next door to uh, Michael Jackson. <laughs> fantastic. So you got no, a point for it? fantastic. I have kids. <laughs> well, thank God he sold the place. So you want to share a poem? Um, no, not really. Okay. Well, gosh. Uh, never mind. Then. Thanks for calling in. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are just about out of time here on the Poetry Superhighway, but I promised you a spoken word track from uh, from Mike Daly. He's an artist from uh, the Northwest, from Portland. Um, he's got a new book out called Alarm, and he um, it's a it's a novel and it's a double CD set, and I'm going to play the first track from his double CD set right now. Enjoy. Alarm. All right. I shut it off and press up against Jocelyn. She's murmuring and slurring words. I can't understand her. She's not wearing a shirt. I'm excited. I have to get up. I get up. I'm at a point in my life where boxers don't work. Work pants don't work. Socks don't work. Shirts I have don't work. Belts that used to work don't work. Tighten it up. I need to work. I need a job. It's too early for news. There's a documentary on public broadcasting about a famous American poet from the 60s. I sit down on the couch. I think he's from Massachusetts. He has white hair and black glasses. He knew Jackie Onassis. He must have written a poem about Kennedy and one about snow falling on the Sahara Desert in northern Africa. Robert Lowell? The Sahara Desert is the size of the entire United States. I can't eat anything. I brush my teeth, gag, rinse my mouth with the mountain spring water, spit. I break down on the love seat. No coffee? I'm not sure how much time goes by. I see sunlight. I seem to see sunlight. I get up. I turn off the TV, pick a CD for the drive, and leave. Above, by Mad Season. Mad Season. The coats don't work. I need another coat. Too late. Mad season. All right, that was um, that was the first track from Mike Daly's spoken word um, CD from which comes packaged with his book Alarm. You can check out more from Mike Daly in a couple different places: um, MickOGrady.blogspot.com or MySpace.com/AlarmDaily. Novel, really cool artist. I'm going to try to get him on a special show where we interview him and hear him read uh, for a while. So I want to thank um, everyone for calling in. I want to thank uh, Jen Effington, Alex Chorney, Pat Noli, the poet laureate of New Hampshire, Michael Verga, Donna Bacor, um, and uh, the other folks who called in earlier. I just got another confirmation that uh, the 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 piece that BZ read was by another artist, so it's cool to share work by other people, just give credit 
where to do, and I want to apologize for the uh, racist comments that that came in or came in earlier. Not racist, but the uh, well, you heard it. You can listen to it again, and then and then be disgusted by it as I was. Um, thanks everyone for calling in, um, and tune in next month for the next next edition of Poetry Superhighway Live.